Hello and welcome to Madness in the Method, the uh, Nicolas Cage podcast where we take a deep dive into uh, uh, one of our most uh, uh, enigmatic uh, actors alive right now. And we, 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 we talk about uh, his career, basically. Uh, starting from, uh, well, if you if you heard this before, you, you know we started with Valley Girl and we're ending with whatever movie he makes tomorrow or whenever, because he makes a lot of movies. Anyway, let's... Let's start the show. Uh, I am Tobias, and with me is my friend and trusted co-host, uh, Christopher. Hello, everyone. I almost forgot your name. That was a, that was a new one. <laughs> We've only known each other for like what, fifteen years? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in 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 this episode, um, we're talking about another uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie, like we mentioned last week. Uh, we're talking about Peggy Sue Got Married. Um, a, I guess, romantic f- comedy slash fantasy movie from 1986. Yeah, uh, no, it's just, it's Back to the Future science fiction movie. I mean, you have no. a time machine and yeah, but there's time travel involved. I mean, it's a comedy. This is all sure, yeah. comedy. Sure, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a comedy, uh, wrapped in a, uh, in a shell of, of, I guess fantasy or or in Back to the Future's place, uh, sci fi, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's a comedy. Um, doesn't doesn't say anywhere. I can't look it up. Anyway, it's starring starring Nicolas Cage. Well, second second build to Kathleen Turner. Yeah. So he he's he's uh, he's moving up in the world. The last one we but did. I mean, he, he was, he was star- starring in the last movies. So. Yeah, yeah, but now he's second build in a Coppola movie. That's different from I, being. I, I was, uh, uh, the star of a Canadian rowing movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you sure? I mean, they're uh, kind of similar, but not really. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> the story of Peggy Sue Got Married is, uh, it's about Peggy Sue, who, um, uh, after, uh, she's, she's stuck in a, in a, a, a loveless marriage since, what, 20, 25 years back. Um, well, they're, they're divorced or getting divorced. I'm not sure. I, she I is got, divorcing Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I got mixed messages because in the beginning it felt like they were divorced since a while back, but in the reunion they say we are getting a divorce. So yeah, I'm, maybe they're in the middle of it, the yeah. proceedings. Um, but they're both um, uh, attending a high school reunion, and uh, after she get after Peggy gets uh, uh, she gets named uh, the queen of the ball or whatever it is. Um, she faints yeah, prom- on stage. Prom queen. Prom right. queen. Exactly. Prom queen. There, it's sort of like a prom. Yeah, right. She faints and I guess hits her head, and then she wakes up, back in the sixties, uh, like two weeks from her graduation day. Yeah. And now she, uh, she has the chance to, uh, I guess, um, not 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 like a second chance, to like make things right, but kind of. Take stock of her life. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, um, th- there's a it's going back and forth. If it's if it's a second chance or if it's just uh, more of a Groundhog Day situation where she yeah. learns something, it's it's not really clear. No, no. Uh, and it's uh, like we said, directed, uh, directed, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and written by Jerry Leakling and Arlene Sarner. I've never heard of the, those two before. Um, Jerry Leakling has written not much. He wrote uh, Piggies Who Got Married, then did a TV special called Earth Day Special, then a screenplay for a thing called Blue Sky, and then a TV movie called Switched at Birth. That's it. And Arlene has done the same. Uh, I think oh, it's okay. one. They, they seem to be a, a writing duo. Um, yeah, yeah. She did um, Julie Walking Home as well. Yeah, and huh. something else. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They maybe they went into other careers after this. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I I got I got the feeling this was based on a book, but it isn't. I just thought it was. But it is a, it's an it's an original screenplay, which is nice. Um, oh right, and we, we maybe we should uh, mention that there are some other uh, notable people in 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 the cast. At least I I uh, recognize some 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 other people. Well, 
everyone will recognize Jim Carrey. Yeah, uh, but there was a few others that I recognized, but it was those kind of people were, me at least, I don't know from where, I just, oh, it's that guy, and that, that's she, I've seen her somewhere. Yeah, okay. It was only Kevin J. O'Connor, was the only one that I knew. I recognized him as well, and I was like, is that Benny from the Mummy? The and mummy? like, no, <laughs> he's too handsome. Benny is like a little rat rat person in that movie. Yeah. But I looked it up. No, twelve years later, he went from <laughs> kind of a good-looking dude in this movie to Benny in the Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's him at least. Um, and then of course, uh, Joan Allen and Catherine Hicks playing uh, two of Peggy Sue's Kathleen Turner's uh, friends. No. Catherine Hicks is, of course, the mother in Seventh Heaven. Yes. That's primarily where you know her from. Oh, and from, uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, she's in uh, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine Hicks was one of those. That I, I recognize you, but I don't know, I don't know from where. Yeah. Uh, so I had to look it up. But yeah, Seventh Heaven, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know if she's been, if she was in, no, she wasn't in Rumble Fish, but Sofia Coppola, which is... Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, I think. No, yes, it is. Yes, Sofia Coppola, oh. uh, playing uh, uh, Pegasus' sister. No, yeah. yes, she is. Yes, she is. Nancy. Uh, who went? That's the one. Who, she became a director herself, right? She made Boston Translation yeah. and yeah, Marie yeah. Antoinette. Oh, that's her. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, Virgin Suicides. And exactly. Things, exactly. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Helen Hunt makes a, a small role as um, Pegasus' daughter. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Which because I'm always I, I'm I'm used to her from like the '90s when she was a, like a, a huge star. So I was like, what is she doing in this movie? But yeah, I guess this was before she became a, a big star. Yeah. I, I I always think of it's um uh I don't remember what it's called the Jack Nicholson movie. Uh, Leave it from the USA, see them, but in in, in oh, English, right. it's, uh, something's it's gonna give. What? I, I don't know. Oh. I, I I think of that one, and I think of um, uh, Twister when I think of Helen Hunt. Those mm. are the two <laughs> Helen Hunt movies. I'm thinking of that uh, old sitcom. Oh, yeah, Mad About You. Yes, 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 of course. Yeah. Oh, by the, the way, I, uh, go to. the Jack Nicholson movie is as good as it gets. Not as something's going to get. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was, that was uh, a, a shock to see her in such a small role. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it is some... some some notable people uh, before their prime. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, well, we mentioned it. Nicolas Cage. Uh, yes. Who, um, well, we'll talk more about his acting later, but I'm just going to say, this was so far the most Nicolas Cagey role he's done. At least oh, yeah. In the movies we've we've covered so far. Um, specifically his, his uh, 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 voice. <laughs> yeah, I put on a weird voice. I don't the entire movie for some reason. Should we should we save it for later? Or should we just talk about him right away? I mean, it is a Nicolas Cage podcast, uh, so well, we'll just go through the movie. A okay, little first. okay, okay. <laughs> so people know what we're talking about. Yes. Okay. So let's start over or whatever. Um, yeah. What did you think of the movie? Uh, so I thought it was pretty good until the ending. Uh, I thought the end of the, the last like fifteen to twenty minutes of the movie. Uh, was it kind of ruined the movie for me, really? Oh, okay. Um, but but it was it was fun. It was interesting because it, uh, as we said, she wakes up in her teenage body, and we just as her uh, find the 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 humor in teenagers being teenagers. What oh, yes. What they think is funny and what they think is cool, and it's like you watch watch it from a, a grown up's perspective of. Yes. You silly kids. Yes. But but in the same way, you, you recognize all these tropes and you oh, sure. feel you were not exactly, but in the same way. Yeah, yeah, People, yeah. When you watch this pretentious guy and you think, oh, God, geez, this guy. Dude, but back then, he, he was, <laughs> but back then, he was probably pretty cool if you were in his age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I... So that that was a lot of the humor came from that. I I thought that was pretty good. It was no really jokes in the movie, just this uh, outside look of teenagers. Yeah, it was uh, it was um, uh, something that we don't maybe mention so much when it comes to movies, but it was situational comedy. 
it was yeah, basically sit, sit, sitcom, even though that doesn't really apply. But it it was situ- it was the humor of the situation. It's literally situational comedy. Um, and I think but, that was pretty pretty well done. Uh, that because I think that's comedy in that way and making it work and through an entire movie. That's a pretty good job. Yeah, both from the writing and uh, directing and acting. Oh yeah. Uh, I I I agree with uh, most of it. Um, mm-hmm. Other than I, I didn't, for me, I didn't I didn't think the ending ruined the movie for me. Um, it definitely got weird just before the ending, <laughs> when the secret society of time travel people or whatever they were yeah, tried to the lords of the universe. <laughs> and that was like wait, what? <laughs> um, I I mean that. I don't. I do not understand why that was in the movie. That is the biggest problem yeah, for me. That was it is weird. the dumbest thing ever. That um, really just that section really felt like it. As you said, that it's from a book, and it's oh, we need to put these guys in. Yeah, they had a huge part in the book, but not really in the movie. That was the feeling they were given. Yeah, because because the, 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 this this is the story. Um, f- for some reason, Kathleen Turner, Peggy Sue, um, uh knows that she's about to go back it feels like because she's she wants to like visit her grandparents before she goes back to her own time is basically uh, what I, she says yeah but it's sort of because uh, so so the story goes that in a way her faith is sealed uh at when she turns 18 oh sure yeah because she okay. gets pregnant at 18 and because of that she gets married to Nicholas Cage character oh. and that's and from there on she Life was sort of out of her control. Yeah, it's it's ah. like uh like to talk about in um uh, in Back to the Future. It's kind of like a, a temporal uh, uh like uh, I'm not sure what it's called knutpunkt. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it is it's it's this point in space uh, and time where everything exactly. connects. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and and I think that was sort of the, what they're going for. That this was a a moment in time that that uh there she had to make a choice. It wasn't yeah. certain that it would happen, but she. She had until then to make a choice if she want to go down the path of her own life or old life or make a completely new life. Yeah. And I think that was what they were ramping up because she went to her... She left town because for the reason of, I want a new life and if I stay in this town... Well, if I leave town, there's a, a lesser chance that I <laughs> could e- that could even happen. Yeah. Um. And then she goes to them because I think that's the only people she know outside of town. Um, yeah, but then she... I don't know about the Lords of the Universe. I yeah, don't yeah, really yeah. know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, because she, because I, I, th- I thought she was, she was going there and and like uh, not specifically to get like advice, but I mean she does end up getting advice um, from her grandma that maybe maybe because she talks about uh, her, um, her grandpa not being like uh, it wasn't love at first sight and you know you learn to love a person um, which was like oh oh very very mature point of view of the whole thing and then like oh I should bring my granddaughter to um, to 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 our lodge meeting I thought he was like in you know the moose lodge or whatever just you know guys yeah. hanging out and, and then it sort of goes to the uh, like a mason freemason thing yeah when i first saw the the place it had the 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 pyramid with the eye in it so i was like oh my he always oh, a freemason um and then they start dressing in robes okay they're freemasons first of all you can't just bring someone to a freemason meeting so i was like okay okay whatever specifically a woman i have uh, learned uh, yes <laughs> that's a, that's a big thing yeah uh, I, I remember a few years ago i i looked into it for for some reason, I don't remember. But there's a separate order yes. for women. Uh, yeah, I saw some documentary on YouTube a few years ago about that, oh. where they were tr- they were trying to dispel the myths, you know. But yeah, that was they like, yeah, you know, girls, you can you can go over here. <laughs> um, but then this guy starts talking about like, oh, the the founder of our order was a time traveler himself. And I was like, uh, what? That's very convenient that her grandpa is part of a time traveling order, and then they have some sort of ritual to make her go back in time, but then nothing happens, and Nicolas Cage just, I guess, kidnaps her, whatever. Yeah, 
I think the only... Yeah, because they, they do the ritual, and then the lights go out, and when the lights came back, came back, she's gone, and then we find out the Nicolas Cage character. What is his name, the character's name? Uh, Charlie. Um, Charlie. Charlie Bedell. Yes. And then uh, then we find out that Charlie turned off the lights, snuck in, snuck in and took her uh, uh. For, for reasons, because he's a weird teenager and do weird things. Um, and the, the guy, and then when lights come back on, she's gone, and the Lords of the Universe. I think they call they called themselves that at one point, so I have decided okay. that that's their name. <laughs> well, that's a good name. When they, <laughs> when they do the when they do the ritual, they start with Lords of the Universe, and I'm oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, and they sort of shrug and say, "Well, that's done. Let's go play poker." Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's I think it's more. I, I I think it's the only joke in the movie that we shouldn't really think about. It's just, it's just a stupid thing. But it's it's so out of place in the movie. Yeah. If it, it if it would have just been a Freemason uh, you know, meeting and they would have said, "Oh, how nice of you to bring your granddaughter," and then then Nicolas Cage would have come like, "I've come to rescue you from these crazy old men." That would have made more sense, even though that would have been kind of abrupt as well. But yeah, uh, it was so weird, and yeah, that was that was like um, oh, uh, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. But other than that, I enjoyed the ending. Yeah. So, are we going to go into the ending, or are we are we going to hold um, on to that for a while? I, I think we can we can probably elaborate a little bit on what what happens throughout the movie, so the ending right, makes yeah. more sense. Because um, right. it because it is kind of um, uh, just just to pre- preface, it's it's kind of a not bittersweet ending but but kind of uh, bad ending not, uh, yeah but not not really i don't know maybe uh, you know as 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 any good art is it could be up to, imp- to interpretation because i didn't well, i didn't I, see it as a bad ending per se well, well, well when we start talking about ending i'm oh, yes. going to tell you okay. what i but yeah so yes. uh so yeah she comes back in time and she wakes up at the blood drive at her school yes. in the 1960s and I really like the first scenes or the first that the first day when yeah. she's back because she really does these weird things because she does she thinks it's just a dream. Oh yeah, uh, like yeah, yeah. She, she drinks whiskey and go around hugging people and telling people off and being yeah doing these things that you think back of high school and thinking oh I should have done that yeah I said that. And then, sort of, she goes back into the routine, sort of. Yeah. Well, yeah. When she realizes that, um, she she can she can um, affect the past. Or not not she doesn't realize that, but she she thinks she might have a chance to like do some things over, basically. Mm. Um. So she she takes this this chance to to do that to 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 live out some of the stuff she didn't do when she was uh. Uh, when she was a teenager. Yeah. But she's just... I think her priorities are very weird, and I don't really get them most of the time. Okay. There's a lot of weird... I don't know, because... Okay, I get that she goes off and sleeps with the the guy, the cool guy that he, she never slept with. Yeah. I get that. Uh, even though it's kind of weird if you think about it, that she's like 40 and in a 15-year-old body. But anyway. <laughs> um, yes, yes. <laughs> but these things of... Uh, talking with, so there's one guy that is, uh, that she was in, in, went to high school with, that they find out on the reunion that he becomes like a millionaire because he's a super smart guy. Yeah, Richard Norvik is the character. Yeah. Barry Miller and, is the actor. Yeah, and he, he, she looks him up, and my first thought was, oh, she's gonna get, get together with him so she can become the millionaire <laughs> later. That was my first thought. But no, she wanted to ask him questions about time travel and things because he's, he's a smart guy. And and we get this, the classic trope scene of some two people in a classroom, a physics classroom, discussing time travel. Yes. <laughs> uh, also seen in Donnie Darko is the first example. Yeah, I thought about teacher, that one as well. What do you um, know about time travel? <laughs> oh, time uh, travel. Yeah, that makes sense. But then she starts sort of giving him ideas, giving him like this is going. You need to invent the microwave. 
Yeah. Or you need to invent pantyhose or things like it's, Why? He's going to yeah. be a millionaire anyway. What? What is the point of this? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm not, sh- I mean, it's, it's a typical thing, you know, where, oh, you should do this and this and this to make the future better, or at least future better for you. But he's already going to be a millionaire, so what does yeah. it matter? I'm not sure. I think they just wanted that thing in there, and she couldn't say it to anyone else, because mm. you need to be the, the, the nerdy guy who, who, you know, cares about time travel. Problem is, they also made him the nerdy guy who becomes a millionaire in the, high, at the high school reunion. Kind yeah. of character. Um, they wanted him to be to be both, and it didn't really work. And then throughout the movie, she has this on and off thing with the the Charlie or Nicolas Cage character. Yeah, where she sort of is um, is between the old her who knows that he will break her heart, yeah, and the young her who is actually in love with him still. Yeah. And I think that was it was just very weird because it's, it's it was switching back and forth so quickly that you never never even got what was happening. No, yeah, she's very it's very uh, 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 it's it's almost uh, towards the end it's almost like manic the way she's going back and forth back and forth. Yeah, um, it, it didn't ruin anything for me. It no, was just but it was kind of weird. Yeah, I, I would a like weird. some 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 more exposition of, or. Uh, some inner dialogue or something from her. Yeah, this this movie could have been a little longer, just to slow down some of those scenes and give us a little more backstory before we went back in time. Mm. Um, would have been nice because it, it does feel it did feel a little rushed towards the second half. I would say. Yeah. Not so much that it become became bad, but you know, just just a little bit. Um. But what I what I found the most intriguing because I I also I I really liked the movie not like it was like amazing but it was it was really good I liked the fact that it was a very um, a very mature look at like not puppy love but teenage yeah teenage feelings mm, yes. because she's a, a, a she's a forty year woman like reliving her teen years. Um, and it, it was it was it was uh, interesting to see uh, coupling then with how the movie ends that she didn't just uh, well I, I can't really talk about that without talking about the ending. Um, Should we just talk about? Yeah, the ending? we just talk about the ending. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. The whole the whole thing is that uh, Nicholas Cage character Charlie Baudel has uh, not throughout the entire marriage, but. Definitely, through the later years of their marriage, have have been uh, uh, very unattentive. He's been cheating on her. He's been a, a real scumbag, basically. Because they they yep. play they play him off as a real sleaze ball the first time you see him. In that <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a commercial for some. He sells something. He's a, he he's got a, a store. He sells yeah. something. I don't know what it is. Furniture so, or something. No, it's it's like a, an appliance store. Oh right, right, right! It's electrical appliances. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So the the story, well, of their marriage is that he was gonna go into music, uh, but then Peggy Sue got pregnant. They had to marry, and he had to give up music to go work with his father. Yeah, uh, because to support the family, and he always, in a way, sort of resented her for this. Uh, yeah, and that's why the marriage fell apart. Sort of. Or, th- or that—that's what we're supposed to think. Yeah. At first, at least. That's what Peggy tells us, at least. Yes, yes. Um, because then, when she does come back to, um, to our, 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 we're gonna jump a little back and forth. Because when she comes back to the 1986, uh, to to now, so to speak, um, he's there, even though they're they're being they're getting divorced and everything. He he's there. He's been sitting there by the because she's in the hospital. Um. Um, and and it basically ends with them more or less saying we'll give it another shot. And you you you're thinking the, the typical ending in a movie like this would have been that you know she finds someone better and maybe that guy who she was always in love with in her teens was the right guy. But in this one, it's like no, it might not be perfect, but you know their marriage was good for the most part. So <laughs> and those like. Teenage romances usually don't pan out anyway. It's it's the it's the one where it's more like 
pedestrian that it's actually true love, if that makes any sense. Um, and I, I, I thought that was a very mature way to look at uh, relationships. Lo- I'm not love in general. I'm not sure exactly what I what I what I mean by that. <laughs> yeah, and I and I have a a similar but very much more not cynical but uh, negative spin on, uh, uh, interpretation of the ending. Okay, because because since. She, he did not change any at all. So he cheated on her, and they got a divorce because of that. Yeah. He did not change in any way, or did or realize anything. He did not go through a journey. She, the one in the right, went through a journey and learned, shut up, woman, sit down, take care of the kids, and get back <laughs> to the man. Come on, boys will be boys. He will cheat sometimes. Come on, just forgive him. That's 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 the takeaway I got. That was just it was propaganda for the housewife. It's just, come on, oh, take okay. it back. Because because she didn't learn. She didn't find anything new or learn anything. It wasn't like oh he loved me all along. No, it it was the exact same that happened. It's just what? Why? Is it oh uh, I won't get anything better? So I guess. <laughs> well, there, there <laughs> were. Uh, I, there's there's a little bit of that. Specifically, if we're gonna look at this through a more progressive feminist lens, mm. she definitely every every like dream she has of of another life is based around a man. It's either the poet beatnik guy, it's I guess a little bit the nerdy millionaire guy, or it's the 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 regular old uh, husband she already had. Like she never like imagines life where you know she has a career or anything. It's just which man should I pick? So I. I there's a little bit of that, but I, 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 um, other than that, I, th- I think she does in the beginning of the movie basically say like, oh, I, I get to choose all over again, so I'm not gonna pick uh, Charlie this time. Mm. Um, that's why I think he, when she c- comes back to the '60s, um, something that happened in in her past and before she went back is that they were going to see other people after after high school or before high school. I don't remember. Yeah, because uh, I, I think that the, the talking was that they were going to keep dating up until they ended high school. And then we're going to... then. They were gonna go separate ways for a while. while yes, he was working exactly. On the music. Yeah, because they had to be together for prom. That was yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that was his his idea from the beginning, right? Uh, it seems I like it. Think so. Like yeah. It. Yeah. And then I'm from what I gather from dialogue and and people's uh, reactions, she kind of um um what do you call it? Resentfully agreed to that in her, in the real past or whatever you want to call it, the past, the real past, past. But in this version, yeah. she just says, "Oh, sure," right away because she's already preparing to like dump him, basically. Mm. Um, and her being kind of standoffish throughout the entire movie, um, definitely changes up what actually happened, from what I understand. Um, and uh, I, I, I think. I think, which is also maybe not the most progressive way to look at it, I think she has kind of uh, thought that she was part of the problem and in why he cheated on her and why they're getting a divorce, that she got knocked up when they were 18 and he resented her for it, that that was mostly in her head. But now that they're... Now that um, they're more or less broken up uh, in the movie... She sees another side of him that sh- he actually loves her, which she wasn't sure he did before, and that's why when he's there in the end, she's like, "Oh, sure, he's not perfect, but he does love me." And yeah, and I mean that could have worked again. I I usually I, I always do this in, in in a lot of our podcasts. Then just this small change, this small line <laughs> would just change everything. Uh, but again, at the end. He, she asks him point blank, "What about Janet, the girl he cheated with?" Yeah, and he talks about, it, and obviously he did. Even in this half-revised future, he still cheated. 
But I, I, I wonder, it, 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 is the future changed of what, of what happened? Well, or was it just the dream? It's ambiguous. It's very ambiguous. It's very ambiguous. It yeah. yeah. But even if, even if it changed, even if he was changed and showed another side, he's still fucking cheated. It's, and it's just, and it, I don't understand how, sure, a cheater can be, uh, can change his way, obviously. Oh yeah, sure. But he hasn't done anything to show that he changed his way. He came to the hospital when he she got uh, went to the hospital. That's everything she he did. He cheated on her. He went. She went to the hospital. She, he went there, and uh, yeah, okay, he's good now. He's fine. It's it's all forgiven. Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he have done anything, if he, he just. If we had just seen him change in any meaningful way, it would have been okay. It would have been fine. But nothing changed. The only thing that changed was her mind that she decided, Ah, I loved him when I she we, we were 18 or 16 or whatever. So I guess, eh. No, but I, 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 I think we do see... It's hard to say that we see change in him because we never saw him before. Um, but I think she sees some change in him because of what happens in her time traveling or dream or whatever it is. Um, and again, that that's because she she changed. So the meaning of the the meaning of the movie is if your partner cheats on you, you should think about yourself a little more. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah, sure. She sees more sides of him. Sure, but he has not repented in any way. That the, the <laughs> That's the message of the movie. He, if your partner does something wrong, you should think about what you did to provoke that. That's that's ah. the issue. That's the big issue I have. Ah, okay, it okay. Really sinks the movie for me. I I don't see it quite that way, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, um, uh, I I don't know what the movie wants to tell people more than because that's a lot of that's a big thing. While she. Uh, in the past, chooses if she can choose. It's ambiguous stated, but uh, to to be with Charlie and have the same future as she had in the beginning. Uh, that's because she she can't see a life without her kids. Yes, uh, that, that's, that was that's, a, that's another that's part of it. Thing. Yeah, yeah that's I mean a, that's a big thing. If she's and, not with Charlie, she's not gonna have her kids. Yeah, and e- even if even if yeah, being cheated on is a is a is a is a big you know big part of 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 uh, your life there's still there's still there's still good in her life like her daughter that we see mm. and her son that we only hear about but still and i, I um, think that's, I, th- that's I think that's part of it as well part of the the more uh, mature look at love not yeah. not not saying that cheating is fine or cheating is always forgivable but you know that it, it that that problems every relationship has problems and you can't just throw it away because you know yeah, this I, one I, thing happened. I am completely fine with this th- that take of the movie that uh, it's easy to think back and oh I would have changed this I would have been with this person I yeah. would have done this to become a millionaire. It's easy to think that, but when you're actually, you actually there, yeah. yeah, if you actually think back to your life, if you if you I've not uh, connected this movie. I've I've had these. I have thought about that uh, a lot. These last weeks for, for some reason just no. if, if you go back in your life uh, from where would you go back because if you go back to I don't know since you're 8 yeah. that's a lot of things that you need to to get the, the friends that you value and the, fa- the connections you have that's a lot of work to make that thing work or to happen yes and I and I was and thinking like how how far back can you go without screwing the most important things in your life, and what I've discovered is like maybe five years just invested bitcoins. That's about that. <laughs> if you go, if yeah. you go further back in that, than that, you're yeah, gonna ruin something good. Yeah, you're gonna ruin your life. You have the things yeah. you value, and yeah. I think that's a very interesting take of the movie. That no, it's sure you made mistakes, but at the end, you got your kids and you got a life that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Un- unless your life has been a miserable nightmare. Yeah. For for you know for a long time, there's not really any point to changing at least not make any big changes because even though some stuff sucks, like you said, there's still you know a lot, the most of it is good. So yeah, and and I, I like that. It's just 
my biggest issue is the Charlene relationship. Because it would also be fine if she came back and just valued her life more, stopped complaining, and be a more happy person. Yeah. And 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 that doesn't need to have anything to do with Charlene. Yeah, um, and that's that's why I think we needed uh, we the movie needed to be like ten. Maybe fifteen yeah. minutes longer. So we just got a little. We got the characters were a little more fleshed out before she went back. Mm. Um, and yeah, so maybe we 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 got something from her her contemporary life now life that she actually values beyond her marriage and her yeah. kids, make her more of a three dimensional character. But it, it all it all just like in in the sixties scenes, it all hinges on a man. Um. Mm. And yeah, that is that is a problem. But I think I think it was it wasn't a big enough problem to ruin the movie for me. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it, also, another thing that would have been interesting is there's a, the in, the concept is very interesting, um, and I, I think we all have played with the thoughts. And I don't know if any other movie have done this. Do you know any? Um, with them traveling back in time like this? Well, in your own timeline, in this uh, in this way. In this way, no. But it definitely, you... definitely feels like TriStar wanted their own Back to the Future, so they got these people yeah. to write write a movie for them. And it was, you know, because it came out a year after. Um, well, okay, uh, yeah. Back to the I, I was just the philosophical question of going back in your own life and changing your own life. Oh, um, you do it or not? I don't that, know that question because it it we have all. I think every single person on Earth have been thinking about it at some point in their life. That if I could go back, what should would I change? Yeah, things like that. So it is an interesting question. I think the movie did it pretty well, except the ending. Uh, and I I would have seen more of these things. Uh, yeah, see, as you said, if it was longer to have a more in the beginning and more in the end. Yes, the no yes. times. Um, it, it could have been she realized that she has grown. Resent, uh, resenting or uh, became a, a very negative person as she grows older and then she goes back and meets her friends and they are like, why are you so negative? You used yeah. to be so bubbly and fun and yeah. maybe realize that the things that happened with Charlie and uh, her life maybe it is because she became standoffish or... Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think that's part of the character. They just don't explore it enough. Yeah, and um, I think... that's that, that's definitely how I see it. Like, like I said, that, that she has kind kind of felt ki- kind of felt respo- responsible, even though that's not the right way to see it, but partly responsible in why their marriage is, is breaking down and why he cheated. Um, yeah, that, that, I, that that he has resented her is what she thinks, but it doesn't seem like that was what actually happened uh, because of the actions he takes in this alternate nineteen mm. sixties. But I, I would have wanted to see this, that she, re- she at the beginning of the movie, thought it was all his fault, and then realized throughout the movie that, oh, maybe maybe I was the issue. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. And and we don't have that at all in this. No. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the expansion that would have, would have been very nice. Yeah, and then, then this would have been a great movie, I'd say, if they, if they explored those feelings more, and those uh, personal traits. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to figure out if there's any movie like this. And the only thing I can think of is um, the movies where like grown-ups become teenagers again, but they're in, they're still in yeah. the same time. And then, of course, regular just time travel movies. But that's different. Well, there's there's one movie, but it is a little more chaotic in this one. It's not as controlled. That's Butterfly Effect. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, much more chaotic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, it is sort of the same. It's kind of the thing. same. Yeah. It, uh, and know, it is only different is he he can sort of control when when he mm-hmm. when and where he wants to go back because of his diary. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's basically it's, the same. Yeah, it's sort of the same message too that uh, changing things isn't a good good yeah, it's, idea. It, it's good at it, as it is. Yeah, it, it, you might not think it now, but your life was fine. Yeah. Mostly fine. <laughs> mostly fine. Yeah. Mostly fine. His life is kind of screwy when that movie starts, but but now mostly yeah, but fine. The, but the more he he travels, the more oh, screwy it becomes. Yes, it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good movie. Sorry for digressing. I, it's I a think good that's a movie that people don't uh, don't uh, appreciate that movie. Yeah, at it's all. getting like undeservedly. 
bad uh, bad reviews, I think. Yeah, but, but it's, it, it's because it's it's. Uh, oh, what is his name? Co- uh, shit, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Uh, that's only because he was in. I don't know he had become a joke. Yeah, because of that, that when show. he got that role. Yeah. Uh, and I think that if if that movie had come like four, like maybe two three years earlier or two three years later, it wouldn't have got the hate. It was just because it came exactly when people hated him the most. Yeah, because I mean it, it's got a thirty out of a hundred on Metacritic. That's not uh, fair. <laughs> that, no, it's not perfect, but it's not a three out of ten. No. Um. Anyway, back to Peggy Sue. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 it is similar to uh, to Butterfly Effect, but a little a little happier. That movie is very yeah. pitch Another black. Another movie that that's sort of, but that's that's a stretch. The Jacket, sort of. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's sort of. I he travels back in his own timeline, but yeah, I've heard stuff yeah. that it's kind of like that, but I, I'm I'm not yeah, sure. It's a lot darker and okay, yeah. it's fun. Uh, even darker than Butterfly Effect, I'd say. Okay. Um. But yeah, um, so overall a good movie, but the ending ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, Ooh. What do you? Th- oh. Well, mm, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, oh, what's it called? Damn it! Uh, oh, it's it's a wonderful life, but that, she, he doesn't actually travel back in time. We just see what happened yeah. um, in his life, and then we see what the world would look like without him in the last like tw- twenty minutes or something. Yeah. So it's a little bit, but no, not really. But that's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, no. Wait, yeah, but that's not traveling in time at all in that movie. No, no. Like I said, no. we 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 see his past. Like the angels are watching like a movie, but mm. the last ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, he gets to see what the world would be like if he didn't do all the stuff he did. Oh. So it's um, yeah, it's it's not really yeah. similar. I just I just thought of it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Um, that movie quickly become one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies. Oh yes, in the last few years. Oh yes, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it up until like three or four years ago, but man, do I love that movie! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But uh, back to this movie. Yes, uh, Peggy Sue. What What did you think about the movie before you saw it, and did it? How How much difference was it? Was it? Um, before because I none s- of us had had seen it, right? No, no, no. Um, before I saw it. I, uh, I I I thought it I thought it was gonna be like a, a really um, it's gonna be like a romantic comedy, but with a Coppola twist to it, um, and it kind of is, but I, I didn't really except for like a couple of scenes I didn't really feel Coppola's uh, style there really. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what I was expecting. I just thought it would, I would. It would feel more like a Coppola movie, which it didn't, except for a couple of moments. Um. So, but I, I still thought that you know he would handle handle the material uh well, and it would be a good movie. And I was I was like I said last week, and probably some week before that as well. I was looking forward to watch this mainly because I think he is a great director. Um. Although I, 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 for some reason, thought he had a hand in the writing, which he didn't. So maybe that's also why it felt a little less like Coppola. Mm. Um, having seen it, uh, I, st- I still really like it. I, I think I like it as much as I thought I would. I'm not sure. What about, what about you? Um, well, as we talked about uh, a little at the end of the last podcast, um, I'm not a big fan of Coppola. Uh, yeah. I, I respect him. He's a great. He's one of the greatest uh, directors of all time. Yeah. Obviously, that's just fact. <laughs> yes. uh, but I usually don't like his uh, the the uh, the subject of his movies. Uh. I think the subject is pretty boring. He does the best he can with a boring subject. Uh, even Grumblefish is pretty boring subject. And but I gave that a, a pretty good story. Score, yeah. So. Because he makes it good. Um, and I think this was... This movie really... F- well, I was... So I thought I would sort of enjoy it. Uh, but it sounded like a standard 80s comedy. Yeah, um, you sounded pretty negative like last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I would enjoy it, but I didn't think I would like it. If we yeah. Put it like that. Um, and... Uh, 
yeah, more like a a, a bad Back to the Future. <laughs> that was <laughs> was how I expected. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> um, but with very good cinematography. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it was better than I thought. Um, it's I, I thought it was interesting with as I said in the beginning this. Um, this outside look at teenagers that really felt like real teenagers in a way, even yes. though it's uh, not a time I was a teenager in, but you could get the similarities and oh well, yeah, yeah, uh, and I think that was really good. Um, so so it, it was above my expectations. Okay. In the end. Well, before we before we grade it, we actually forgot to talk about one thing: mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> we just briefly mentioned him and said we'll talk yeah. about him later. Well. Yeah. So let's discuss his performance. And like I said earlier in this one, this is his most Nicholas KG, Rage KG performance so far. Yeah. Because he for some reason decided to use almost like a Bob Dylan voice throughout the entire movie. <laughs> it starts with him in this uh, the, this commercial for his store. And he, he's using this kind of weird voice. And I was like, oh, he's okay. He's putting on a voice for the commercial. But then he appears he's in the to movie. Be old, also. Yeah, yeah. But then he appears in the movie and he sounds the same way. And then when you hear him in the 60s, he's basically talking like this. <laughs> You're like, what are you, what, what are you doing? Why? It's, and it's so weird. Like, what is the point of making a, like, silly voice for this character when every yeah. other person in the movie is just you know acting like a normal person <laughs> he acts like some sort of i don't know what and he also that's not really his performance but i no, think this is sure this is the ugliest i've seen him so far <laughs> he looks so weird that weird hair and the i i think he does something with his teeth or his jaw to make his teeth stick out yeah, he, his, his, he... Is that overbite or something? I don't know what he does, but it's something. And he... he oh, we are, we're not supposed <laughs> to talk about his teeth anymore. Uh, uh, but I he, know, but... In this movie, he mentions his teeth. He says, yeah. I got the perfect hair. I got the perfect teeth. And I'm like, damn it, stop it. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He's, he's weird. He, he acts weird. He looks weird. He's uh, acting like... You know what? He's acting like someone... In a movie from the fifties or sixties, yeah. And I wonder if, like, so I wanted to, I wanted to encapsulate the fifties in my acting. So I sort of started like shaking around and talking with a high pitched voice. And I was like, no. And why didn't the director say, Nicholas, please just talk in your regular voice? <laughs> I can't, man. This is my character now. It was, it was, it was a little uh, Adam Sandlerish. Uh, almost, yeah. <laughs> With this, why, why would you do this? It doesn't <laughs> add anything. And when you, you you don't really get a lot of like good looks at his face, to, uh, but when you see it, he's got like bleached eyebrows and his hair is super yeah. blonde. Um, it just, it just looks weird. Yeah, uh, and and, it, and then I I don't know. There's a scene towards the end when he climbs up the roof and sneaks into Peggy Sue's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. You know the scene where he like contemplates killing her for some reason. And he looks out outside of the room, he's like Yes, he's walks standing up like a vampire. Yes, he's <laughs> standing next to the window, his hands are up like fa- like claws, and he's like like twiddling his fingers like <laughs> and then he just you know like, like he creeps in through the window and he's going to smother her with a pillow, and then he's like, Oh no. And she wakes up and I'm like what is ha- I? A couple of times I like, like snickered at his acting, but when that scene happened, I just flat out like I burst it out in laughter. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was hundred percent. But this, this has to be like a dream sequence. He's, <laughs> he's acting so weird. But nope, that's that's how he acts. And oh my god! And it was. He, he also yeah. does these these weird over dramatic. Oh, yeah. How could you done this? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. And he's just looking away very dramatically all the time. And it's... I don't know. And the scene, I mean, it's mostly just the script that is funny there. But when after... I think after the the birthday party, when they're in the car and she wants to have sex and he doesn't. 
Um, and he's like, oh, you, you, you didn't want to before, but now you do. No. And then he lets her out. And he's like, before he shuts the door, she's like, woman, manipulator. <laughs> yeah. and, and then just screeches away. Just like, woman, <laughs> woman. <laughs> woman manipulator. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not manipulator. Oh. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's something like degrader or. Yeah, something like that. But it's just, who, yeah, says, it's, who yeah. says that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. It, yeah, because it really because he sticks out because as you said, oh, yes. nobody else acts in this way. No, it would have been fine if everyone has acted this way. And if the thing that is, was like a, a choice, a stylist's choice. Yeah, but but you have Jim Carrey acting more normal <laughs> than Nicolas Cage in this movie. Yeah. I gotta say though, it was kind of fun because you did see he's just playing a regular teenager. But there was a, ca- a couple of uh, Jim Carrey mannerisms there as well. I was just like, oh, look. Like, yeah. Because you, do, you don't really think of him in that way before, I guess, uh, I don't know which one came out first, but Dumb and Dumber or uh, Ace Ventura. But it was still there. It was still there. The tongue and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, you could see it was Jim Carrey, but it was a, a very mellow down Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh, but but it, was, it was pretty good in this movie. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's nice to see him play normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a mystery. Why? Why this performance was a mystery? Oh yeah, but from, it's uh, it's nice to see that he's uh... it's ramping up. Oh right, no, sorry. I I just I just looked at the clip. Yeah, she says, "I'm sorry," and he says, "Save it, woman." Humiliator. Humiliator. That's hum- it. Humiliator. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I would love to. I, I haven't really looked into any behind the scenes stuff on this one. Uh, I didn't have time. But I would love to, like, listen to an interview with him. Like, just to hear what the choice was here. Because we know from Rumblefish that he puts a lot of thought into even a small role, like in Rumblefish. Okay, so I. <laughs> I just read the trivia about regarding the voice. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I didn't look it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Nicholas Cage. Uh, I'm reading stri- straight from the page here. Nicholas Cage based his character's voice on Pokey of the Gumby Show from <laughs> 1956. So it's a specific character from a 50s show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola and the producer hated the voice, <laughs> and Cage was nearly fired. But Cage managed to convince Coppola he was making a good choice. <laughs> no, well, it was not a good choice. It was a bad choice, actually. <laughs> it was a bad choice, but I gotta say, I, it didn't. It didn't. Like we said, it didn't ruin the movie. And when when people talk about Peggy's who got married, they don't talk about Nicolas Cage. That, at least not that I've heard. I haven't. Like I said, I haven't watched too much about it. So I guess. It wasn't a good choice, but at least it didn't ruin the movie. No, it, it, it didn't ruin the movie. It was a... A strange some... choice. Yeah, it, but you got over it pretty quickly, I'd say. Uh, yes, yes. Except for the, the, the creeping through the window scene. Yeah. It all came back, and I was like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there was some specific moments. It was also at the end, uh, in the after he kidnaps her from the... Or takes her from the Lords of the Universe, uh, and they go into a greenhouse, and he... Uh, grovels in the mud yeah. and try to pr- propose to her. I that that was also I, uh, very weirdly acted because he's it was this um uh this sort of Wiseau Tom Wiseau acting where yeah, yeah. he he's he's super uh like super high emotions without showing any of them. Sort yeah, of. yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's very it's very physical, but it's lazily physical. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> I, it's hard to describe that kind of acting. But yeah, more than Tom Wiseau is the expert at it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, the 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 final scenes of the room is yeah very 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 similar. Yeah. <laughs> when, 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 I think of the specific scene when he I think that is then when he just throws out. Uh, throws down things on the floor. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh no. Oh oh. I'm fed up with this life. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's, it's, yeah it's, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um. <sighs> but yeah. So so I, I think the window scene and that scene was too specific. Where where we just got too much. Yeah. Uh, other than but that, he walked the line. 
throughout the movie. Oh yeah, yes. Um, but but that's um, it's it's kind of interesting because this is the first we've we've seen a little like like little little hints of the Nicolas Cage we know from now, but this is the first time he really uh, felt like you know Nicolas Cage, one of those crazy Nicolas Cage movies. At least his acting did. And I would I would but th- and this was this early in his career. And he still, he was almost fired by one of the most respected uh, directors in Hollywood, uh, in, in history. And still he managed to have a career that went on for more than 30 years after this. Like, I, uh. what, what, what is it? Because he does this so many more times, you know, act weird, act in a way that shouldn't work, but it still works. I mean, we haven't watched it yet, but Vampire's Kiss, <laughs> Jesus Christ, or, or, um, which we're gonna talk about in a while, but uh, leaving Las Vegas, he he's so strange in that movie, and not just because oh his character is constantly drunk. No, 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 he is strange in the movie. But I think that's we gravitate to these characters or these character actors who just unapologetically acts weird and strange and definitely do not care what you think about it. Yeah. It's, there's sure. something about, there are a few of those actors where we just Christopher Walken is another perfect example of just he's just seemed to enjoying herself and I don't know we don't understand why he does what he does but sure. he does it and it's, but that's it's in interesting his, to watch that's in his I would say that's in his later movies like looking at him in yeah. Deer Hunter he's just the guy you know that's doing a good job of acting um, and uh, Nicholas Cage is, and even even if yeah, sure, uh, uh, Christopher Walken is definitely like unique in in his way of being, but there's no one else, at least that I've seen, um, that does what Nicholas Cage does, and does it, you know, in in mainstream Hollywood movies. Sure, you can find like weird character actors in like indie movies and stuff, but I, Nicholas Cage is completely unique in what he does and it's interesting to see that he's done it so far back in his uh acting career and that it has worked for some reason um yeah i it can't be explained more than i mean i enjoy watching it oh yeah yeah me too <laughs> but i mean that, that that could be at least at least i i feel like that that is that is my goal with this is to like figure out how he has managed to have a career by acting this strange. I mean, look at a guy like uh, Crispin Glover, who we talked about in uh, mm. uh, Racing with the Moon. Yeah. He is strange. But because of that, he hasn't really had a gr- big, you know, huge career like Nicolas Cage. You see him here and there. Um, but, I mean, he hasn't started any movies since, well, since Back to the Future, I suppose. Mm. I wish he would. I love Crispin Glover, but he hasn't. So what's the difference there, you know? I think the difference between them, because I think Crispin Glover is a perfect example of, of the same strangeness. Yeah. I think the difference is that Crispin Glover says no to parts. He's <laughs> very... Se- I mean, that's Okay, true. that could make he's, sense. He's, sure, he's yeah. extremely selective to what movies he makes. He, he gets offered movies all the time, but he rarely takes any because he doesn't ah, okay. want to. Uh, that's, I mean, Back to the Future Two. He declined that movie. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of interesting movies that he just declined because it wasn't in his what he wanted. But Nicolas Cage doesn't decline. I don't think he knows how to. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, even back then, because at this point, because a lot, of, you always talk about or hear about it that he makes so many movies because he has all these debts that he needs to pay. Yeah. But I mean, back then, at this point, he didn't have those steps at this point and he still makes like two to three movies a year yeah that, he, that, that's he always just extremely prolific and just do says yes to everything uh and i think that's one of the reasons yeah oh, yeah uh, maybe the, he was the just the real question is why does people offer him so many parts that's yeah the okay real question yeah sure yeah yeah that's <laughs> definitely part of it too <laughs> and i mean oh. that could that could just simply be because he has a lot of contacts. He's been in the film industry, and he's from a film industry, uh, well, from Coppola's family, and I think he just have a lot of contacts at this point in time, at least. That might be it, yeah. So, yeah. And again, everyone enjoys watching him. Oh, oh yes. I <laughs> uh, also read now that uh, 
for uh, Nicolas Cage voice in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he actually, I don't know if it was his choice. It sounds like it was his choice, but he has a big uh, dentures to give himself an overbite. For the oh, okay. Sake. Okay, that makes okay, that makes sense. I think it is for the voice sake. I'm not sure, but well, then, then there was fucking teeth in this movie as yeah, well. Damn it, teeth! We just have to, we just have to create this specific segment of this podcast. Nicholas Cage's teeth. Yes, the teeth segment. So, yeah. what are his teeth like in this movie? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Yeah. <sighs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I'd say this is uh, this movie is is worth a watch, but I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. It's not worth a rewatch for me, at least. Mm, no, maybe not. Unless, yeah, unless you're watching it with someone who hasn't seen it. I don't think I would have. It's not a movie. If someone asks to see it, sure, but I won't. Uh, say, I, I, oh, not... should we watch Piggies Who Got yeah. Married? That, it's you not you wouldn't say that. Movies. Yeah, no, 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 probably not. But I'll recommend it, like. Like this, like oh yeah, sure, go see it, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Just don't involve me. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, what score are you gonna give it? Well, you know I like sevens. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, I I can't give it an eight. It's not. It's not an eight. It it is a seven, unfortunately. Um, but I if, did see that you went in and, re- and changed your grade for Rumblefish. Yes, score. yes, I, I, I had to do it. It just, it just looked <laughs> weird based on my feelings on that movie. Now it's just like yeah. it's, it's not a seven. It's at least an eight. So yeah, I had to change that one. But so it's, say, it's still mostly sevens for me. <laughs> so this is a seven. This one. Yes, this is a seven. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a six. It is a seven, but the ending actually puts it down to a six. Ah, okay, so. okay. Uh, if the ending was changed, I would give it a seven, a strong seven. But, eh. Okay, okay. I gotta just quickly before we end, because uh, I just looked uh, looked up interviews with him about it. Um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but the the uh, the opening sentence here. Um, uh, Nicholas Cage's time on the set of Peggy Sue Got Married is pretty infamous, as is his performance. But he says he never wanted to be in the film in the first place. So. Why then, when they try to fire him, did he say, "No, please don't fire me"? I'm yeah. wondering which is the truth here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's also a lot of stories that I read about. Uh, uh, oh, what is her name? The main character. Oh, uh, damn it! Uh, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Yes. Uh, she apparently lost a. Uh, no, they settled a libel suit with Nicolas Cage. Oh, uh, regarding he, she said in her memoirs that he was arrested twice and stolen a dog during the this movie. <laughs> okay, and they settled a libel suit over that. So I, there seems to be a lot of stories around this movie. Huh? Yeah. For some reason, ah, I should have looked into it more before we did the. But mm. whatever. <laughs> That's the past, man. And you know, yeah. there's not really any uh, point to trying to change the past. The one past is, is what one, it is. One, one small interesting trivia. It was something actually I thought about because they introduced this character, which seems important, but then they never revisit her again. The the character in a wheelchair at the reunion. Oh yeah, uh, who was that in the flashbacks uh, or whatever? She, she wasn't in the flashbacks apparently. She was cut out. Oh. She was apparently a gymnast who was in an accident in high school, which oh. made her cripple. And that would be a, one of the po- things that uh, that she would uh, stop. Or oh, Pegasus okay. Would, would would stop that. No. But I guess it, it doesn't say just me guessing that it was cut out because that would have made it too obvious if it was a dream or not. Yes, because as it is now, there is no indication whether or not it actually happened. There's it's only that uh, hinted the book, at the, the book from the author guy. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which hints on it, but it's not strong enough to make confusion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there seemed to be a lot of talk about this movie. Uh, we've gone over, so I guess other people should <laughs> need to go in and look at the trivia. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If they want to. Um, but yeah. Pretty That's, good movie. Uh, yeah, pretty good movie. Um, what are next we. Next week? Yes, next week. It's, it's the next Italian week. movie, right? No. Oh. It is not. 
that's that's a that's a while. Vampires kisses before the Italian movie. So. Oh what? Yeah. Uh, next week is Racing oh, Arizona. Racing Arizona, right? The right, Coen right, Brothers right. movie, which yes. I've actually seen. And, uh, I have not seen. I think I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I saw it a long time ago, but back then I enjoyed it. So we'll see what I think now. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, it is a Coen Brothers movie, so it should be yeah, good. I mean, yeah, old Coen is good. I don't like new Coen. Eh, some of their that's, new stuff that, is good. That's, that's for next podcast. Yeah, we'll t- <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much uh, for for listening. If you are listening to this, um, whether it's on YouTube uh, as as a as a st- uh, video, quote unquote, or on uh, actual podcast platforms such as. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to this. Be sure to hit five stars or follow or thumbs up or whatever you do, wherever you're listening to it. And if you want to get uh, future episodes uh, a while, uh, like, like before the rest of the world, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash don't make a scene, where you also get exclusive episodes from my other podcast, The Spoiler Cast. And exclusive videos, commentary tracks, sometimes with Christopher. We did a Blade Runner commentary track a while back. Um, and, um, yeah, you'll also help us, you know, keep making podcasts uh, for for the same money you'll spend on coffee, you know, one day. That'll, that'll last us a month, so check that out. But other than that, please join us next week when, we talk, when we'll talk about uh, Racing Arizona. But until then... Have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. The Nicolas Cage podcast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's produced, directed, and edited by Tobias Vidian. Hosted by Tobias Vidian and Christopher Billian after an original idea by Christopher Billian. Executive producer is Annika Vidian. And a big thank you to all our sponsors over at Patreon for keeping the show going. Laura Kinney, Rasmus Jonsson, Mom and Dad. If you also want to join our Patreon, you can at www.patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Help us keep the show going.